Transmission. I haven't really tried before, and I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared because I'm. I want to talk to a part of you, of us, that um, hates. Hates. And it will come for me. So that's why I'm scared, but I'm also excited. I'm so excited. So I know that there is no way to start new civilization unless you really get to the foundational root of the old. You, you have to pull up the root. Otherwise, you're just a clever version of the old. And there's a part of us that's so fucking clever. So clever. Not just clever this life, clever since evolution began. And part of it's so clever that can, that can manipulate and redesign and reemerge in a million different ways. And that's this deep part that I'm going to call the black serpent. So I want to talk to your black serpent today. I want to let you know that I know that you know, that I know, that you know, that I know that. I want to talk to that part. And it's a progressive part. So just like when you talk to someone's soul, you're talking to the part of them that's deeper than the body, mind, self, deeper than the ego. You're talking into the part of them that is a being of love, that has maybe been here before, and then there's a gradual unfolding of the soul. So that gradually feels safer and safer to emerge and come out. And then it owns itself at a deeper level. So it's not just my soul, but it's thy soul. And then eventually the world soul. And then eventually, oh my God, really, this one piece of soul is part of the whole cosmos awareness. And in the core of that is a piece of dark, a piece of void. So you can't go to the black serpent until you have that. Otherwise, you'll be eaten. Mm. And the whole point of civilization of the last few thousand years has been to repress this part of us because we haven't had the antidote to it. A whole thing against left-hand path tantra, the whole thing against going down was because not because the forces there were too powerful, but because our consciousness was too weak. Our consciousness did not know to hand, how to handle the evil in us. And I'm going to use that word specifically because when we take Baphomet out of the center, we also take our capacity to project our evil outside of us, which means it has to come up inside of us. If we, stay, if we stop projecting it, we internalize it. And because civilization has not been able to handle that, we have had to have all of the rules and all of the Saturnian thing of the last few thousand years to repress it, which is why if you took the average plane load of people and you crash-landed them in the Andes, they would be killing themselves and eating each other pretty fast 
and the thin veneer of civilization would disappear, be stripped away. So the great fear of the old civilization is that if it lets go of the rules and the control and the mind, then it will be torn apart by the primal natures of people that are selfish. And even though this new age civilization that's coming, it started in the 50s, that instead of seeing a child as basically evil that needed to be put good into, we started to understand that we are love, that deep inside us, the core of us is love, and that we start to see beings coming in as that, rather than as some evil little animal that needs to be, you know, um, disciplined. But the thing is, both are true. And you can't graft a naive New Age consciousness on top of an old repressive consciousness without dealing with why that repression is there. What is the actual core of that? And almost everybody who has tried to unleash the rules of the old civilization without having another power that can match that fails. Mm. It's just the old civilization, like having its little attempts. But there has to be a power to match the power that lives in us and that lives down in matter. So I want to tell you, first of all, where it comes from. And kind of imagine if you were like seeding a planet over millions of years of evolution, you know. And so at the beginning, you've got to send in life force. So you send in life force that doesn't yet have consciousness and doesn't yet have love. And that black serpent energy that's underneath the red and white dragon and all of that, that's the part of life that's sent here to survive. It's sent here to survive at all costs. And each of us has a piece of that. Just like our soul is linked to the world soul, is linked to the cosmic soul, our little black serpent is linked to a collective black serpent, which is linked to the world's black serpent. Okay? It's one being that we each have a little piece of. So we each have a little piece of this dark in matter, just like we have a piece of dark in our soul. And the only way to create new civilization is to, to awaken the piece of dark in your soul, which is the void energy in your consciousness, and use that to meet the piece of dark in your matter. If you don't have one, then the other will dominate. <coughs> and it's power. This is power. Because the civilization coming is a civilization of power. If we don't have love, then that power will dominate. Top-down power is the void energy without the, the matter, will just kill matter. Mm. And bottom-up energy, that's the, the, the black energy in matter, without that, will just totally dominate consciousness. So that's the place. If you just go there, that's the place in you that wants to fuck unashamedly, wants to kill anything that's in its way, is willing to... Um, to do anything in order for your survival and your propagation of itself. Like, it's a force. It's a power. It's an archetypal power. It's not yours. 
belongs to life itself. It's part of the life force. But you have a piece of it. <coughs> and everyone either knows they have a piece of it or by this stage should have a sense of it. Because mm. one of its greatest powers is to stay hidden. One of its greatest powers is to convince you with consciousness that it's just reasonable. But it's an unreasoning power with only one aim, which is your survival. And that survival is not just about your physical survival. It's your survival through evolution, too. It's the survival of your souls through many lives. This is the part of you that, just like the causal body harvests the soul's journey, that black serpent harvests the part of you that learned as matter how to survive. So all of the lives that you learned how to escape persecution or you learned how to, to subtly throw some you know, distraction here in order to avoid the enemies, all of that is stored in matter. Mm. It's intelligent. Mm. It's intelligent. It's way more intelligent than your ego. Your ego will never master it. If your ego tries to master it with some you know, new age spiritual psycho babble, it will fucking eat you. The only thing that can match and master that is the void in your soul. The unborn, eternal nature. Mm. And they're supposed to find each other. But it can be really fucking messy. And as we shift from one civilization to another, we're shifting from one that the, the core of the last civilization is the battle between the sun and the serpent. That's the core of it. And that battle was supposed to keep those forces, you know, um, balanced. <coughs> Civilization ahead is a deeper battle. The deeper, the deeper duality is between the void at the core of the soul and the void energy and matter, the black serpent and matter. And that's why the void in the heart is so important because if, if love can bring those together, then we have a civilization that's anchored on the, the most powerful energy and matter, which is that black serpent. It's come through the void in the heart, which is love, true love, not love for an object. And it has access to the void in the, uh, the center of consciousness or awareness. Then you actually have a foundation to build a new civilization. Anything else is, ideas won't do it. Like ideas were strong in the old civilization, mission statement, blah, 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 get everybody to agree, now let's enforce these ideas. That's not what's coming. What's coming is life force. Mm. And that life force can break up from matter and destroy everything. That life force can break in through consciousness and destroy everything. Or it can build something based on life, mm. on freedom, and we add the love, humans add the love. So your human self is really important because your human self is what stands between the total annihilation of the void and the total selfishness 
not just you selfish as an individual, but the selfishness of that energy that lives in matter that is only concerned with its own survival. So first of all, you have to get that that this is a power. It's a divine power, and it has a function and a use in the evolution of consciousness and the planet. You have to get that. Because if you attempt to fight evil with good or light or whatever, you will lose. You will lose. That the very best you'll be able to do is you'll be able to have to quarantine it off somewhere inside yourself or in the world. Yeah. You have to create a great prison house inside yourself or in the world where that energy is locked down and kept under control. That's the best you can do in the battle. You can't defeat it, but you can manage it. <sighs> and that's why Jung said, you know, we, we don't become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making the darkness conscious. So the only way to make the darkness, which when you go down, when you slide down the snakes, you know, snakes and escalators, you don't know if they're the snakes and ladders game, you climb the ladder of consciousness to the void, but you slide down the serpent into matter. And first of all, you slide down through your own shadow, like, oh my God, I don't seem to be like, I think I was this kind of being, but actually I do have some, you know, other kinds of being, and the group is reflecting back, you know, different parts of me that I don't even know that I have, or maybe I sort of know that I have. So that's shadow. But that shadow slides down into then global shadow. You know, all of the repressed sexuality, all of the stuff that isn't, that is being repressed out there, then when people start to open that door, it all starts to want to run up through them. So now you're carrying the suppressed sexual energy for your whole fucking lineage of Catholic priests or, or like, you know, your past lives, everybody else's lives. As soon as you open the door, everything that's repressed tries to come rushing up. So now you're dealing with collective shadow repression. And then underneath the shadow, you're starting to deal with why that was repressed in the first place. It wasn't just repressed because it's actually a loving part of myself that I could just, it just needs my love and I just, just some little place in me that was wounded from childhood or something else, I just need to go love this piece. Well, for parts of your shadow that will work, for the deep part, it will just eat you for breakfast with that kind of naivety. And we know this because we, we get glimpses of it ourselves. The place that's always scurrying off in the corner, we just see the serpent tail. It's like the Loch Ness monster that no one's ever seen, but we fucking know it's there because it comes up in times of great stress. It comes up to help us in the time when we really need power from matter, like, you know, lifting a car off your children or all of the documented cases of people manifesting huge power from their body. Or it can come up in times of huge stress, you're in a breakup relationship or whatever, that part knows exactly how to open that drawer in your partner's bureau and pick that piece of paper that tells you whatever it is, their credit card bill or whatever. That part knows that. It knows where all of the bodies are buried. It knows where they're buried in your family. It knows where they're buried. It needs to know that because that's... It's stock and trade. That's how it keeps it safe. It's underneath. It's underneath. It's intelligent. 
It's always got an escape route. It's always got a little storehouse of stuff that it can use. It's always got the dirt on others. And when push comes to shove, it's like, oh, we're going there, are we? We're having that conversation, are we? Let me open that file on you. I've got a file. I didn't know we were going to play that game. But are we going to play that game? Are we really? Is this like a, are you going to fire your missile? Because if you fire my missile, I've got a big fucking missile in here just waiting for this moment. And in fact, it's fucking exciting. It's like, really? Oh my God, are we going there? Fuck, underneath things. Great. So we go looking for that level of intensity to bring up this power. This and it's a dark power. And it has spies everywhere. Because these serpents talk to each other. Your serpent talks to my serpent, talks to this serpent, talks to everybody's serpent. So we don't just have our information. I have everything your serpent knows. If I need it in a push. So nobody's little new age personality is ever going to defeat that. Like, your, your, the only way that archetypal power that lives in earth is ever going to be met is through the archetypal power of cosmos and through the black hole at the center of the galaxy. This isn't some you know, mythology. These are powers. And those powers have to meet through the human. Like as a human, you can have those powers meet in you, but you can't be the one that controls them. So that place of not knowing, the ego has to be humbled and the soul has to be humbled because if the soul thinks that it is in charge, it has access to archetypal powers that um, will bring amazing results, but it's not in charge. Did someone just fart? Like, powerful, <laughs> a powerful aroma coming from the, from the field. <laughs> I, I kind of got, I kind of got distracted by that. Is there a message there? There's a message, yeah. Fart oracle. So that piece was that that these are archetypal forces that meet through humans. But but, but the the core of us is not human. When your dragon comes out through the core of your soul, it's not human. It's actually connected to the life force of cosmos. It's not, it's not, it's coming through your human self, but it's not human. And the same with uh, life force in your body and in matter. It's not human. It's, it's lizard and dolphin and mm -hmm. plant and animal. It's, it's life. Mm. We're the ones who make it human. Like, like our humanity is what humanizes these energies. Mm. But these energies are not human. And they don't give a shit for human ethics and morals and, and treaties. And they don't give a shit about those things. They have a higher authority. That higher authority is not civilization. That higher authority is given to them by cosmos, by divine powers. They are divine powers. Divine powers can stop them, can channel them, can but never a human power. So civilization, human civilization, has tried to stay in this narrow band of what we can control, repress the dark forces of matter, 
and repress the deep levels of consciousness so that we can kind of have this zone. And maybe this zone was necessary for civilization to get here. Maybe. Maybe it could have been done in a more graceful way. Maybe we didn't need to have the goddess destroyed in the battles of the last few thousand years. Maybe we did. I don't know. But I know where we are now. And I know where we are now is that if we break up through the hard strata of scientific materialism and the mind of humanity that thinks it's in charge and knows shit and we have to do it all ourselves, including like manipulate the weather or whatever for climate change or, you know, that, that, that part of human consciousness that thinks it knows shit, if we break up through that, we have to break down. But if we just break down, let's just get back to our primal nature and let's just activate our sexuality and let's just go to the core of the earth. If we just go there without going there, we're fucked. Because actually it doesn't go anywhere. It goes to regression. It goes to regressing, peeling back thousands of years of civilization back to the strongest person with the biggest fucking sword wins. So that's 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 on the way back. And then there's deeper places than that. We're back in the Vikings. We're back deeper than the Vikings. We're in, we're in the tearing of dinosaurs. And that's, that's that energy. The only thing that is going to, to civilize that energy is our humanness and our love. And the only thing that can meet its power is the power of the void. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just curious, like, especially over the next several years, so as this continues to like hit globally um, for for the other like in its ruthlessness for the people who are watching it and kind yeah. of are like terrified that there isn't love there like what happens like how do you see that playing out is it is it kind of like well um, a battle taking place or is it like it feels like some sort of like surrender isn't really the way like it seems like there's some people who, who are willing to go there consciously and others will be really scared by being taken on that ride. Yeah. Thinking there isn't love on the other side. Well, it brings up two major major in, um, reactions in people, this energy. One is fear and, you know, look, contraction. It's just basically that's, that's evil um, because they're not ready to own that in themselves. So it's a contraction away or it's a fascination. It's like, oh, my God, what is this? So this is the, the Dark Knight Rises and the Joker and the, and the horror and that, that place and people that's fascinated with the dark. It's like, what is this? That's because it's starting to appear in them. So I feel like the, as this energy comes into the world more, it's going to create its own deep polarity. And the resolution of that polarity is in love. Those people who know how to use the dark energies to produce more love mm. rather than to just destroy the old. Okay, so mm. when that energy comes up, we're dancing to it this morning. Fuck you, I want to what you tell me. Fuck you. Like a huge fuck you is coming. It's not just Brexit, it's not just Donald Trump, it's fuck you is coming big time. Every time I take groups into transpersonal temples, the uncontrollable rage that's living in the core of the human psyche now is bursting to come out. It's going to come. 
and, and humans in the Piscean area, we love to like throw up champions like, Jesus, do it for us, you know? Or like, um, Hitler, be our bad guy. You know, we like to poke up one individual and then, and then live through them vicariously. But in the Aquarian age, actually, there's lots of poking up. It's, it's group. So we can't afford to just sit back self-righteously and, and let someone else play out the huge archetypal forces. I mean, Hitler just raised huge archetypal energies that were underneath Europe. It was just like a lightning rod for that. And then everyone gets to say, oh, we're just doing up what we were told, or blah, blah, blah. But no, you weren't. You were participating in that. The same as in your family when the four-year-old is having a fucking fit and everyone's smiling secretly because they just because someone popped the energy in the field that was just untenable for everyone. So this rage is coming and the fuck you is coming and the rebellion is coming that has destroyed civilizations before. It's the overthrow of consciousness. Yeah. Yes. And, that, and that, seems, that makes it greater. And when I've met this energy, it's not, it's not love, actually. It's no. not. But because it exists, existence has accepted it. Yes. But we haven't. So I feel yes. like we have to accept that the part of us in our base, in our snake, that is not loving. Yes. And that has to just be there. Right. You can't override it. And when I've tried to meet it and overpower it with another truth, it just slips away and moves into something else. So yeah. it's got this shape-shifting ability. And so it's going to exist. Yeah. But we, like, so we can't keep rejecting it out, we have to meet it. We can either manage it, yeah. but the, the crucial thing about what you're saying, I believe, is that we have to provide the love. Mm -hmm. Like The love is not in it. We have to provide it. Yes, Andrew? I also want to presence like, how that love really is. Like, I've been really dancing with this whole syrupy, I love you thing. Like, it's just so icky in my system now. Like, can you talk a bit about what, what love really wants to be and look like? Yeah, well, we've, it's like the Valentine's heart is not it. The real heart is. Mm -hmm. So if you love, like this is in every relationship. You meet someone in relationship, right? And it's all amazing and Valentine's heart until the black serpent arrives. Until mm. the black serpent stands up in them and says, fuck you, I, I want to kill you. I hate you. You are limiting my freedom. <laughs> I, am, I am going to destroy you. And then we look that in the eyes and go like, oh, I don't think this was what I signed up for. <laughs> like, I feel like this is not quite as pretty as I imagined and it's not good for my ego. So I'm going to like now get into a shadow battle. And almost, almost all marriages in the old civilization are a, a battle between their protestations of love for each other and the parts of them that want to kill each other that they can't own because if they did, then they would. And every time they do let those parts come up a bit, they do something destructive to each other, which, which is another reason to repress them. So whether it's in relationship or whether it's in yourself or whether it's in society, in order for the new civilization to be, this part needs to be met. It needs to be met inside ourselves, needs to be met collectively, needs to be met in the group. Yeah. So I'm just like when you speak of that, I just get the images of Egyptian gods, like in animal faces, and and with the serpent coming out, and it feels almost like that snake needs to be lifted up, or because right now it feels like when when I hear it, it's coiled down, and then there's that up there, but mm. somewhere they meet. Is it that the, the black snake somehow lifts mm. up into? 
Yeah, somehow lifts up is a better word for it, but being lifted up often is more ego, like so, I'm going to go down and raise this divine power which is more powerful than me because I want to raise it. Right, but then it's like just divine intelligence or the God intelligence moving through the body and it lifts up by itself because there's no one there mm. anymore. Okay, I'm not going to get, I don't want to go too much into the outside of us because I want to bring it back to us. Okay, okay but, but the outside of us is this thing is designed to stay hidden. It's designed to stay hidden because it's got a much deeper wisdom. It's part of a long-term evolution of life on the planet. It's, it's not going to bend to your philosophy or the current, you know, whatever. So it will stay hidden until you truly acknowledge it. And when you first truly acknowledge it, it will come for you to test you. Okay, because it's not here to serve you. So unless you understand it, unless you meet it, unless you have the energy that is its mate with you when you meet it, you are just, you know, unimportant to it. You haven't showed up with the thing that it needs. Okay, and so it will just slide back and keep doing its job until the time comes. And why I'm saying I'm, I'm taking a risk to have this conversation is because when it's named, when it's addressed directly, when it's talked at, and when it has that energy that it's really wanting, in that addressing, it will come. And when it comes, it's a powerful force in your psyche. And you need to know how to meet it. Yeah. The black serpent of us all is like the planetary ego? Planetary Planetary id. Well, the id is really the, 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 the desire nature, really. I think it's deeper than id, but I think id is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that you can't manage that black serpent inside yourself unless you have access to the void energy. And you can manage it inside you, and it will support your management of it. Okay? It'll be like, I'm not ready for it. It knows you're not ready for it. It will hover in the dark appear in times of great crisis in your life, just like the soul will appear at times of great crisis, it will rise in great crisis and then go back into the dark, right? You can manage it. It's better to not know it's there. You know? If you then know it's there, then you, then you can manage it and have dialogue with it in times <coughs> of crisis or whatever. But when you're ready to truly encounter it, then you need to have the void energy. <coughs> And then when I mean deeply encounter it, it means like start letting those energies do their magic through you rather than you try to use them for your human purpose. So the, the whole void thing is you have to be in the not knowing and then you get to see the magic of creation happening through you. But as long as you're still like, you know, trying to achieve something, including a better civilization or whatever, then you've made yourself the dominant energy and you've made them less than you and they are not less than you. So that's where um, management has to give place to surrender, but you can only surrender if you have both poles. Mm. So that's why it's really important if you have one to develop the other. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. For me, it doesn't always come in crisis. Like I've seen it in the smallest little things, like, like yeah. you know, when you... Like for example, I saw it when I was hanging up friends' clothes on a clothesline, and my clothes fell down. I picked them up really quickly, and then they fell down. I'm like, I just went crying. Right. I'm like, 
what yeah. you said, it's a piece of fuck you. Yeah. I'm not loved. And when I went into it, it's like, it, for me, it was like the serpent in Adam and Eve's story. Yeah. But the part of us that was set to aside that love was that he did cast itself out. Yeah. And it's pinched off from God. <coughs> it's an... It's in every, actually a bit of it is in every moment yeah. and in every thought. Exactly. Like it's, yeah. But it's, it's, it's archetypal power that rises up and throws over your life, say, is a, is a bigger crisis. But for me, I can tell like sometimes a plate of cookies comes out. Um, um, there, there's a place in me that has reached out and guarded that cookie. Like I didn't even, like I didn't even know that it's there until, until I noticed it. It's like it's just come up and you know, put its paw on it, and it's, it's busy counting which cookie that it wants or whatever, while I'm having a conversation with the person, like, you know, it's like, it's, it's, its job is your self-interest and the propagation of your self and safety and security and anything that it thinks will serve that at all costs. That's its job. So pretending that we don't have it is kind of just normal civilization. But then once we know we have it, what do we do about it? Mm. Because it's also the part that, even on this journey, is keeping all of your options open. Just like at the beginning we talked about the part of the soul that, that if the body-mind lets it go, it might not come back. It might fly away. And so the body-mind can't let it go until the soul decides to fully be here. Okay, that's why the suicide, the soul can always escape. So the escape hatch of the soul is I can fly away to other worlds. If this doesn't work out, this bunch of idiots, you know, called humanity and earth or whatever, I can still escape. I can go and live on a high plane somewhere. So there's a serpent <coughs> in us as well that's like, if this doesn't work out, this civilization, this thing, I can escape back into the earth and wait for another one and then I'll come back up. And this plays out in now people buying properties in New Zealand and other places and trying to create little arcs. This is the part that says, I can survive. It's more important that I survive. So that part is always, even here, like when we have these conversations about money, there's that part that's like, I've got this little bit, like if all else fails, I can, you know, it's got its little tricky escape route into the earth. And down there in the earth with its little um, serpent nest, it can launch another self. Mm. You know, it's like I can always survive. Mm. It's also, so, so not letting that part escape. Like if you want to make this life the life, Bring your soul fully in, bring the serpent fully up. Mm. So that it doesn't have an escape to next life or next whatever. The, the serpent will actually even end your life if necessary in order for it to survive. So it's not just about survival of your body. It wants to survive. Mm. And the other thing is that it also has not just the dirt on everybody else. Like it's, it's the part that's accumulated so far here over four weeks or whatever. It makes little notes. Oh, I see that weakness. I see that peace. I see that lack of integrity. It's got all of that somewhere. And if, it, if someone came for it, 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 it would bring out those oh. things. But it's also got that on you. And it has recorded all of the lives where you were the rapist, where you were the 
the um, inquisitor. Just like your soul is part of the soul of humanity, so is the serpent. It knows all of the evil. It knows you are Hitler. It knows the time you were like that. Mm -hmm. It knows the time you... So it's got all of that recording. And when the soul, you know, makes a, a determined bid for liberation, it will bring all of that up. Mm. It's like, oh, so you're a love and light being, are you? <laughs> really? What about this life? Do you remember this life? And you won't, it won't even be presented that way. You'll just feel like something in your belly, like just feel uncomfortable or like it, it will come up through matter, through your consciousness, through your matter into consciousness. And it's the energy that says, how dare you think you are? And it, but it's, bringing, it's coming up to test you. It's not coming up to take you down. It's coming up to see, are you actually strong enough to meet the truth of who you really are? Because if you're not, then you're standing for an illusion and you're trying to take other people with you down an illusory path. Okay, and I really want you to get this, that if, if you really want to stand for something that's true in the world, you've got to have tested yourself to your core. Mm -hmm. And that means you have to encounter your own dark your own selfishness, your own hidden motivations, all of those things. And, you, and that's why doing it in group is so powerful because our gaze on each other helps us. But we also, what, what the purpose of this talk is, is to get that part in you to know that there's a chance here for it to be more integrated and to get your soul consciousness self more aware of what's necessary, that there is a requirement to deeply own your dark mm. if you want to have a solid foundation for your soul to land on. Because when that energy has been met by the void, it surrenders and now says, okay, I will build a foundation for a new world. Instead of holding the survival vibration that my job was to hold for millennia, now help has come. Now love has come, and more than love, love connected to the monad or to spirit has come. Now my job is to be the foundation stone for a new world. Because it was always the foundation stone. The black serpent and matter is always the foundation stone, but the, the first time was go be the foundation for survival. Get Earth to a place where, there, where life survives and it produces humans or some <coughs> equivalent. Now those humans have been able to access the universal self-realized energy of the void. So they bring that energy and say, okay, great, survival is over. And now it's time to flower a civilization based on love and consciousness. Oh. So if you say that this black serpent isn't love, like the fact that like... Well, only in the sense that everything is love. Everything is... Big love. Right. But then when you come back down, love is the, the, the conscious integration 
of the value of each individual with the value of the collective. Like that level of love, this does not have. No. So it's not about loving the serpent. No. It's about meeting it. Meeting it with your love. So loving it is often like, oh, this is a poor, this is a wounded part of myself that just needs my care, and then it will come in. Uh-huh. No, it's not a wounded part of yourself. Mm. Mm. Like you have to be whole to meet it, and then your love meets it. Mm. It's not a subset of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, I would say, yeah. Well, we're going after the wild power, and the wild power um, is deeper than the serpent is the dragon. So the serpent's on the way to the dragon. But if you if you really want to access that wild power without the serpent, you have to have turned the serpent. You have had to have change the serpent being mainly about my survival and my best interests into I'm now the serpent of collective love and freedom. And then underneath that is the dragon, which doesn't have any um, ethics or thoughts or whatever. It's just raw life force. The serpent is how you use life force for what intention. So it's almost like if you really want to use the deep life force, you have to have turned the black serpent inside you. That's the key. And in order to turn it, you have to have had your soul connect with void so that it can bring that void back and be powerful enough to reprogram the black serpent. Otherwise, it's programmed as just your survival um, and everybody else is at the expense of that. Yeah. Um, so in terms of We could do that, and that's one of the possibilities today is we could go into dark arrows mm. because we're going into penetrating the base. So the whole point here is that for everybody to try to get some reprogramming of their serpent, okay, some reprogramming, some little piece, just like the soul grows gradually, even if you can just get a little bit more of your black serpent on board with being a foundation for a new civilization and you in the world, that's a good thing. But to get it, you actually have to meet it. And dark arrows, the dark masculine, in its purest sense, is the most loving. Mm. Because it's willing to go where the most resistance is, where the places will hate you the most when you name the truth. Mm. It's willing to go into your tenderest places where you're most heavily defended and keep its cock hard while you throw everything at it and then keep penetrating and keep penetrating and keep penetrating to the vulnerable core underneath, right? That's healthy, deep, dark masculine. Immature dark masculine is just like, you're really pissing me off. So I'm going to pull out of my little box some piece that I haven't shared before to take you down and, you know, because you're pissing me off. Okay, it's not an actually an act of love. It's an act of self-defense or 
domination or whatever is like, you think you're powerful? I want to see this power, and I, I know something more, and then it escalates, right? But if love has mastered the dark serpent, then the arrow is not about your interest over the other person. The arrow is actually about loving them, caring about the, the vulnerability underneath. So then, um, if we wanted to be really real with each other and we gave each other that permission, we could um, both strengthen our capacity to deliver dark masculine so we can start to feel when it's got self-interest in it, when it's got revenge in it, when it's got, um, you know, making a point in it, you know, so we can start to, to strengthen our capacity to use dark masculine. At the same time, when you're on the end of dark masculine arrows from half a dozen people, even the smartness of your serpent that can disguise starts to come under pressure because it now just doesn't have your consciousness on it, it has collective consciousness that is like, no, you're, there's something slippery in there. That's not real. Mm. So that's, that's an art form mm. that we could go into, and we could just touch into it this, um, this afternoon. But what we've got for the day is to address this, to realize that, in order to deeply reprogram ourselves, it's not going to happen through learning content rear. It's not going to happen for more information. It's not going to happen from understanding. It's going to happen when archetypal powers meet archetypal powers and they shift something. It's like shifting, you know, the DNA changes something that shifting awareness doesn't. So we want, we want the vibration of our matter to change. Mm. Okay, so our sophisticated consciousness, let's just take it up, up a little bit to something we understand. Um, I have, a, <clears throat> I have a, um, a wound around fear and vulnerability. One of the reasons I do what I do is so that I can help create worlds that I feel safe in. Okay, I disguise this with courage and bravery and great stands for the collective good. Um, but underneath it, I'm doing it for myself so that some really vulnerable part of myself can feel safe. Okay, but, but the, the, one, the way that that part's learned to feel safe is by disguising itself underneath bravery. In fact, sometimes as a child, I would go and do dangerous things so that everybody else could carry my fear. I would do the most dangerous thing so that then everybody else was afraid and then I could feel distant from my own fear. Okay, so when somebody starts to, to narrow their arrow in on my fear and vulnerability, I can distract and, or I can make them feel afraid or I can do anything but admit, actually, yes, inside me, there's a place in me that's very, very terrified and vulnerable. So we all have some version of this. So it's, it's, our, it's our most delicate place that we have become an expert in disguising. Because in the world out there, you don't show your tenderest place to people who um, are trying to take you down. You don't show it. You have very sophisticated defense mechanisms. So if 
here we're trying to do that different. We want to actually show our core. We want to show it and we want to be penetrated by others so that that core vibration changes because it will never change when we hide it. So what we want to do is reach by the end of the temple tonight a place where our most delicate piece, like the outer symbol of this is penetrating the ass, that place where our shame and our vulnerability and our guilt and so on can be penetrated with love and reprogrammed. But there's also an asshole in your soul, in your psyche. Mm. And that's the place where you hide your most vulnerable, most tender truths about yourself that you may not even really know yourself anymore. They're so deeply hidden. And they're the ones that need to be penetrated with the phallus of consciousness. Like, how can we open those places inside us that we've never opened to anyone? And what is the power when we do? What power is released when we do? Yeah. Can I want to, I do want to speak on behalf of the serpents a little mm. bit more because I feel like it's not all bad. Like it's not actually the serpents are powerful emissary of, of erotic energy and it's got an incredible dark eye that love it. There's a love in it, but there's a, I feel like there's a schism. There's a part that's fragmented off that's wounded. I feel like as a being, the serpent is it all hate and. But nobody's saying that it is, yeah. <clears throat> and there's different kinds of serpents, yeah. and the serpent's wise, it's the intelligence of matter, right? Yeah. Serpent is the intelligence of matter, but, and therefore it's eros and all of those things, but it's not just a piece of it that's been split off, it's that the serpent itself's job has been to survive. We have, laid, we have split a piece of that serpent off by making it, um, seen to be evil, the Garden of Eden and so on. We have split that, no, we have split that piece off, okay? So therefore it feels split in us, but it's part of the same thing. It's its job to be that, but it, it, we, our value system does not fully accept the, um, the job of the serpent. So we need to embrace our own evil to its depth. Mm, there's hands everywhere and I don't know that I want to go there. I want to go into uh, um, us. Okay, because one of the ways the serpent also can disguise itself is by then, okay, so we're talking about the serpent. Let's talk about the serpent. But actually we want the serpent. We want to, to touch it, not talk about it. We want to vibrate it. We want to feel its vibration that was coming in the circle this morning. That's why I'm bringing this talk now. Um, so I want you to just go inwards for a minute and just see if you can follow the path inside your own being and your own body. Body or an image might come up into your consciousness, a feeling in your heart, but just ask for a bit more revelation.
Okay, so we're gonna, can someone give me a time check? Half hmm? twelve. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna break into some pods, and the, the the one other thing I want to say about this energy of the black serpent, not the red or the white or the but the the black serpent, which is really the part of the serpent that we have not claimed back. We have not claimed back that part of Baphomet or whatever it is that is beyond our sense of what we think is acceptable. Okay. You know. When survival matters, forces come into play that do not um, are not acceptable to our consciousness. So we each have that. We're looking for the piece of our own psyche that has had to carry for us the the dirty work. It's like you've got a maf mafia hitman somewhere buried in your psyche that has to do it anyway even though we find it unacceptable, so we project it onto the world or others or whatever. So you're looking for a deeper level of your own dark that's survival-oriented that you haven't been willing to own, whether it's in this life, past life, whatever it is, global, collective, everyone's got something. The big danger of power, because this new civilization is, is anchored in the dark power, of the void, of the not knowing. So the big danger of power is that you will use it on others and not yourself. This is the shadow of power. This is what happened with Hitler. This is, this is why we have the Lord of the Rings. This is why we have the sayings that absolute power corrupts absolutely. So we do not know how to handle power yet, true power, because we don't use it on ourselves. If we're given power and we use it in our own self-interest, then it creates great destruction. And we may think we're not in our own self-interest, but if we haven't mastered our black serpent, we still are. So the safe way of working with power is to make sure you bring it on yourself first. Like once you have the power to perceive more deeply, direct it to yourself. Where am I out? Where is my motives suspect? Where am I hiding something? Use that dark arrow on yourself. Once you've used it on yourself, then in any you know, issue, then use it on another. But what most of us still do is we're agitated some battles have risen between us and the other person and we access our dark power to look into them and then they have to come back and shine them to us and then we're in a battle but if we use it first on ourselves and we and we have owned that then we have the right to use it on the other and then we are using it in love otherwise we're actually using it in self-interest so I want you to break into your pods, your cross, and each person to have five minutes. Um, and the first round will maybe start with, with two minutes. Call in the black serpent and the void, and then use it on yourself. Find a confession, something that you want to reveal about yourself that you haven't revealed that you see is true.
And then once you've had a round of that, then you can have a round of delivering a dark arrow to each other. Okay? So find a space in the room and